fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Friday, September 14th, 2018, and this is The Ride. Hey, this is Rusty. I am coming to you pseudo-live from a beautifully foggy Friday morning in September. It is beautiful. It has a way of making me feel like my day is being, I don't know, maybe whitewashed, cleansed. I'm hoping for that. My mind has been erasing lately with all of the projects I'm doing at work, all of the things of life, the issues of life. And I need right now, I need... A cleansing. I need some kind of recalibration, I think, in my brain. Do you ever get that way? I know you do. I need to have my compass adjusted. I need to know where my true north is. I need to know what my priority list is. And lately, most everything I've been doing has been prioritizing work tasks over almost everything else and uh, I kind of got a thought last night that this was happening and it can be easy for me to get into that mode where I'm I'm getting a lot of satisfaction out of projects that are getting completed so I gravitate toward those activities and I get a lot of satisfaction so it's and it's not like it's bad but If you find yourself neglecting home things, that's not so good. You need to have a balance. Everybody says you need to have work-life balance, right? But I need to have even more than that. I mean, that's just kind of task-oriented. You know, where your thought life is, if it's all focused on these tasks and things and you're letting certain things go at home, for example, and you've got issues that need to be dealt with at home, and you're not, that's not good. We need to be grounded. That's a, that's the sense I was getting just right now, is we need to be grounded. That means instead of being up in our hot air balloon chasing the wind and, uh, you know, whatever that is, there are certain things we need to do that are grounded. And I'm not sure exactly how to put it except to say that there are certain things that are more consistent in your life or should be. And the family relationships are that. Those those things will change through time, yes, as your kids grow older, as your parents grow older and you know, maturity happens and old age happens and all those things. It changes, but they're there and they're, they should be there the whole, the whole time. So those are things that are more consistent and you need to be able to focus on those things or at least not, not focus on them. Double negative. So, you know, I've got teenagers right now and it's a little bit, you know, I'm trying to figure out and, and, feel my way through this relationship change now that they're teenagers and they're doing a lot more college stuff. Truly, they are 
much, much, much more independent than they used to be. So I kind of don't see them as much as I did before. And that's fine. I just want them to know that I'm there for them if there's ever any any needs that arise. So, But, you know, even more than your extended family and your offspring, your spouse is that one who is the most consistent, if you will. They're there with you for the ride, for the whole ride. And we need to make sure that we are not neglecting our chosen partner. So here's a thing. I, you know, I didn't know what we would be talking about today. I'm sorry, I'm talking kind of slow. It's, it's so foggy that I feel like if I talk slower, I will be able to see better. Is that funny? Maybe it's the same, the same thought behind the, the idea that if I talk louder to someone whose first language isn't English, that somehow they would understand me better. My, it's really thick. The other day I recommended to my wife who was taking my daughter, or, you know, riding with my daughter to college, that we should have Hope drive in this thick fog. Is that because I'm a bad father? No, it's because I'm a good father. She needs to learn how to drive in adverse situations and and what better way to do that than when you have a driver on your right side offering any kind of advice that becomes necessary Uh, I'm going all over the map today but so I wasn't sure exactly where we're going to go today and maybe I'm sensing that the Lord is asking me to go somewhere where I'm not very comfortable right at this moment because I have been not very attentive to my wife lately because I've been so work-oriented. And yet I think the Lord is having us go there today. Maybe it's his way of showing me that he can work through an individual that's not doing the right thing. And yet his word can go forth and maybe I can learn a thing too. Possibly. I'm kind of interested how this is going to play out. So, consider this a um, a friendly warning, just like I'm getting right now from the school bus in front of me with a little stop sticking out into traffic and red lights flashing. This is a little warning to us married people that we need to remember and we need to focus and we need to prefer our spouse. This is not like, well, I prefer this kind of soup at Zoop. If you've never been to Zoop, uh, you need to check it out. I'm a fan of the lobster bisque. And uh, if you've you've never been to Zoop, you got to check it out. You can try all the different soups that they have there every day you go. But preferring soup, I prefer this one over that one. It's not like when we prefer our spouse, it's... It's like, well, I'm choosing her over this other thing or this other job or this other person that what I could hang out with. We need to prefer them in the sense that I prefer their satisfaction over mine. That's how I have, have always taken 
the word of God when it when it talks about you know we should prefer the other. It's not like a it's not like choosing like an optional choice of, of choosing things. It's more like I seek their good over mine. That's how I always pictured it. It's a selfless love is what it is. And I know that this is probably a hard thing to hear, especially in this Mimi culture. I know this this word is going out all over the globe, and I don't think the United States is the only Mimi culture. In fact, I don't even think this time frame is the Mimi time frame. It's pretty much, we're selfish from the beginning of time till now, and it doesn't matter where you live on the planet, we can be selfish. And in a relationship, selfishness can hurt. I need to prefer the other. And don't you know, God uses things like this to teach us some spiritual lessons, some spiritual laws. Laws like, when you do what you think will cause you harm, it actually might cause good things to come to you. These spiritual laws sometimes flip, are totally 180 degrees to what our natural man would think. If I'm preferring my spouse, I would maybe think that I'm losing out. Somehow I'm losing out. There is intangible, spiritual and even non-spiritual rewards when you prefer the other person. So I'm focused right now exclusively on my wife. That's what we're talking about, our spouse. This could also be a thought pattern when you're dealing with other people, just in general, that you prefer their good, maybe over your own. But that's a sacrificial kind of love for, you know, generally for other people. But I'm, I'm wanting to focus on wives and husbands right now because I don't know what to say next and I've been always amazed that God will figure out the right things to say when I've reached the end of what I'm able to do God fills it in with gems from on high so as I take this swig of coffee I'm silently praying Lord Well, I guess it's not silent. Lord, fill up my brain with some good thing right now. All right. I think I got something. So the Lord reminded me about our love bank. You guys know what the love bank is, right? We all have a love bank. And sometimes our love bank can go dry. And how we get our love bank filled, it depends on the person. I feel that my love bank is in good shape. And that's because my wife has been loving me and caring for me and fueling me emotionally. Even though I believe hers is lower because I have not been attentive. I mean, I'm just being as real as I could possibly be. It's good for a husband to know what level his wife's love bank is, don't you think? So we need, as men, we need to come up with ways to help our wife and fill up her love bank. Now that means we don't just 
do some silly trite thing. It might work for some ladies. It might be what their love language is, getting flowers and chocolates and that kind of thing. But that's so, in my book, that's just, it, it, does, it doesn't work for my wife. Not really. It might work for yours. And if that's the case, rock it, man. Rock that thing so that her love bank is full. I won't tell you what works for my wife. Um, that's between me and my wife. But I will say that I believe I know what helps her bank get raised. Uh, and when you have a high bank, if I guess if you haven't heard of this concept before, when your bank is full, you feel like you have a satisfaction. Uh, your relationship is, you know, flowing well. But if the bank is low... And it kind of messes up if either person's bank is low. And it really stinks if they're both low. I'll get to that in a minute. But if one's is low, there is a, there's an issue here. <laughs> One of the issues of life. And it it's, it's behooves us men and wives to understand where your spouse is when it comes to their love bank. I'm telling you, I'm recognizing that I... I need to focus on my wife more. I recognize this right now, so I'm going to do it. And uh, a minute ago when I was praying, I feel like the Lord was saying that there's two things that he was wanting to focus on. So the love bank was one, understanding that love bank. But the other one was energy. And I think, I think it's like, when you have actions in your life, you have a motive force that makes those actions happen. It's a motivating factor. And I think what I'm sensing the Holy Spirit talking about right now is we need to make sure that our motivating factor, our motivator, is properly aligned. In other words, you could be trying to fill up your wife's love bank and you're simply gaming the system. Now, I know this has got to be from the Lord because I truly don't believe I do that. And I actually kind of hadn't thought that people do. But I believe that that is a thing. We don't want to be motivated by the wrong thing. Maybe the motivation is, well, if I can, you know, get her bank full, then I'll be able to take a weekend off down the road. And, you know, that's the wrong motivating thing. I believe God loves unity. Don't you believe it? It's clear in his word. He wants us to be unified. And when we are unified, uh, we're much more stronger than when we are not. And so when it comes to the marriage partnership, I believe there is a strength there, a spiritual strength and a emotional strength that's there when there is connection, proper motivation, and proper bank balance building, such that you don't want to game the system, you don't want to be fake in that way, you truly want to prefer the other person, and that means you prefer to not game the system. I hope I'm coming across understandable here. I've recently been listening to some comics online during my commute. And for the most part, they're clean 
and decent, but comics, they, they push the issue, they cause, um, you know, they exaggerate ideas, right, to be funny. Part of it is kind of making fun of the relationship, the marriage relationship. Some of these people do this. Some of these comics do. I've actually seen maybe more women comics do that than men, but it's not, I'm not trying to slam women or anything. It's just that it's quite possible that there's they're slamming the relationship thing because they've been their love bank was never full so they're taking it out on relationships from the stage i don't know but i've seen men do it too so but the point is it's really sad you know here i'm talking about preferring the other one and being selfless and what i didn't say earlier was that that really builds you together as a unit as a unified unit causes trust to go up way up and allows for you know the times when you can do your own thing and there's trust there so there there's not there's not any kind of worry but when i hear these comics and they're kind of breaking the unity of the marriage for a laugh it, i find it sad and so feeling the kind of little prick of the Holy Spirit telling me, well, you know what? Probably not a great idea to be putting those thought patterns even into my ear. Okay, I'm hearing you, Lord. Just as I see the flashing red lights of another school bus appear through the fog, God is warning me again. So then what do I do? Well, instead of turning on that comic channel... Maybe I get something else into me. You know, there are other podcasts out there that are like mine that encourage us in our marriage. Maybe that would be a good place to go. As parents, we are teaching our next generation, am I right? Wouldn't it be grand if our kids saw us, the parents, operating in a selfless, preferring the other person kind of love because our kids are certainly watching us and you know I am now feeling the beautiful conviction of the Holy Spirit (laughs) thank you Lord may I have another as my kids enter this age of their lives which is late teens early 20s I'm realizing that maybe they ought to see me preferring my wife more than they do and not demanding that I always be right. Ouch! Ouch! Why are we so messed up, man? God, you should have created us without that original sin business. Oh, wait. You did. (laughs) And we messed it up. I can't even blame God for my messed up mental position. And it's true, it is a mental position. It's not a spiritual position. God, because I've accepted him, God has made me a new creation. The old spirit thing has passed away. Behold, I've got the new spirit of God in me. However, it's my mind. My mind needs to change. Your mind needs to change. 
It's a vestige of the old man. A vestige. That's a weird word. I don't actually... I mean, I kind of, I know what it means. I know the feeling, the thought behind that word vestige, but I'm, I think of the, uh, the appendix. It's like, is it good for anything? I don't know. People don't know for sure, I guess. I don't know. Doctors, you can let me know if I'm wrong, but it's a vestige. It's something there that is just kind of hanging on. That old man mind of mine just wants to hang on and have its own way. It doesn't want to prefer another person. It wants its own way. What am I to do? Well, I'm to renew my mind. By washing it with the word of God. Remember earlier when I said I was driving through the fog and it kind of felt like it was cleansing. And that was uh, a picture of me driving through, uh, I don't know, the car wash of today. My car was getting all washed by the condensation in the air. I need to wash my mind with the word of God. I need to have that word flowing over me. That's God's word is a lamp unto my feet. It illuminates my path. I don't know how to go from here where I'm selfish to there where I'm preferring the other person. I don't know how to do that unless God's word is illuminating my path. If I continue to fill my mind Remember, my mind is this uh, this barrier. If I keep filling my mind with these comics, for example, that just trash all over marriage and that, yeah, it's funny, uh, makes us laugh. Why does it make us laugh? Because our old man is like, aha, finally I get a little bit of juice. I get to align with somebody else who's messed up just as bad as my mind is. Well, that's not helping you out. It's just fueling you for more mind traps and mind disease. The old man, it's a mind disease. I got to get healthy. I got to get my brain healthy. I got to get my mind healthy. It's funny that I'm saying it like that because not only do I need that for my marriage relationship, but I, I, my personal life, I need that for my work relationship. And you know, I'm just realizing that I've been I've been efforting all this work energy toward work where if I had been focusing more energy motivated by my family situation and my wife situation and her love bank situation and helping to get selfless to heal my mind situation, I might just have more energy to focus on even non-relational things like things at work. This is where God turns things all around. If I get things right at home, I might be more efficient at work. To be honest, when I started this podcast today, I was mostly focused on how can I get focused at work. That was my, my mind thinking. And originally I was thinking about how I could touch on that, how we can be focused at work and and maybe look to the Word of God and what it says about that. But you know what? The Lord totally took us another direction, had us focus on something completely what would seem counterintuitive, focus on your home situation. And he brings us around 
to the realization that if our minds are in good shape, if we are feeding it with the right thing, if we're selfless and preferring others, our mind begins to get renewed. Preach. When our mind is renewed, the whole world changes. Isn't it true? We view the world through the glasses that we wear. And we put the glasses on. We're the ones who do it. If you think the world is always on your case and that you're always on the defensive, man, you best start looking at the what glasses you're wearing. Okay, this is preaching now. We need to make sure we're wearing the right glasses. We need to have the right view of the situation. I pray right now in the power of Jesus Christ that if you are wearing the wrong glasses that you recognize it, and you ask the Lord, help me have the right mindset, the right view of this situation, whatever it happens to be. The Lord's reminding me right now of how dangerous those wrong glasses can be. Because I just went over a bridge and the fog was so thick I could barely see the railings on the bridge. And they're, you know, not more than 10 feet from me. It's that moment I was driving over the bridge, the environment was such that my view didn't see a thing. It's dangerous. And our view, if not corrected, if not adjusted, is dangerous. It's kind of like me focusing so much on my work. I'm going to bring it around now. Focus so much on my work that that's all I see. I'm tunnel visioned. And I forget about all these other things around me, which are ultimately more important. Those relationships in my family, they are absolutely more important. And as we talked about, they're more pressing in importance than even the seemingly important things at work. Because if we can get that home thing figured out, or working better, let's say, because you know, do we ever get it truly figured out? But if we can get that working better, firing on you know seven out of eight cylinders instead of two we're in a much better state of mind we're better able to deal with things at work uh, I, I truly believe right now Lord that you're showing me and you're showing all, all of us that a couple of key things about our relationships and one of them right now is to make sure that we're viewing things properly through the filter of the Holy Spirit through the Word of God Lord, help me today, help us all today to attack this day in a way that's appropriate using our renewed mind. Remind us, Lord, when we fall into traps where we, you know, drop into this old rut thinking that we used to, we used to do all the time. Lord, forgive us and let us move on. I thank you for providing a new view today. Uh, This has been very good. Lord, I expect that there will be issues today because there always seems to be issues. But I expect that with you helping me, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. We're all going to make it. Lord, help us today. Thank you for being there. Thank you for listening to our prayer today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, that was rather unexpected. But rather good, I think. If you know somebody who needs to hear this one, and I know you do, 
please forward it to them. Share it. Do all the do all the things you know to do. And I just pray blessing on your life as you start to increase your preference of other people, especially the the very special ones in your life. All right. So you stay in that word of God and you let it wash over you. Live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And you know what? This is your choice. You make this choice whether you want to live in a state of selfishness or move out of that toward a state where God fills you up with what you don't fill into your own life. And you know what? It's a much better deal if you let go of your own self and let God fill you than if you try to fill your life up yourself. Let him do it and see new life and new mindsets happen. I pray the best for you. And I will see you on the flip.